This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Are you indecisive because you don't trust your own wisdom? Do you fear speaking your truth because you don't want to hurt anyone? Do you compare yourself to others and feel you're not enough? Do you fear trying something new, but your own judgmental thoughts get in the way? What patterns and thoughts play in your head or in your energy, keeping you small and from taking chances? We all have limiting beliefs. Meryl Hayton knows staying small is comfortable and safe. But... If you really want deeper, more fulfilling relationships to improve your health or go for that new job, you have to reach out of your comfort zone. Be bold, be brave, be fearless. Valeria Tellis interviews Meryl Hayton, a self-worth and empowerment coach, certified EFT practitioner, intuitive guide, and energy healer. Meryl Hayton is a self-worth and empowerment coach, certified EFT practitioner, intuitive guide, energy healer, and 500 registered yoga teacher, helping female working professionals and entrepreneurs release their fear, self-sabotage, and thoughts that hold them back from achieving their true potential, all by healing the root reason they hold back through rediscovering their inner confidence and feelings of enoughness so that they learn to trust their gut in making decisions, learn how to say no and prioritize themselves first, learn how to embody a healthy lifestyle, refuel their passion for their life and careers, and shine from the inside out. Helping female working professionals and entrepreneurs unroot, remove, and reframe their hesitating mindset and build their confidence so they can anchor in to building a life and career they love. Meet Meryl at MerylHayton.com. Here's the interview with Meryl Hayton. In your own words, who is Meryl Hayton? I'm Meryl, a self-worth and empowerment coach, and I help women to stop hesitating in their lives, stand in their full power, right, and rock their relationship with themselves. So I'll be exploring the navigation, how to get there through your work. I'll be asking you more questions in a moment. For now, let me ask you an open question about healing. What is healing to you and what are some of the misconceptions we have about it? Oh, wow. Um, let's see. Misconceptions. There's a lot of people out there that don't believe that they can heal themselves. 
they are looking for a quick fix and healing can take a long time or it can be fat or it can be quick, right? It depends on the situation. It depends on the person, depends on your mindset and your energy. With what you said, is there a difference between healing and cure? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Because I think that healing our emotional body, which is mostly what I'm doing with people and my, you know, my, myself and my clients is really accepting what it is. I almost feel like the word cure means you have to fix something and, and we're not broken, right? It's really just understanding who we are so that we can accept ourselves and love ourselves for who we are. So it, it isn't fixing anything necessarily. Yeah, that's a beautiful insight. I love that idea that we are whole or everything is whole. There's nothing broken, nothing that needs to be healed even. So what would you say, what happens really in the healing process? Is that a, a realization that we are already whole or something else? Would you call it something else? I think realization is a good word. Um, I always say aha moments, right? right. For, yeah. Oh, I had an aha moment. Or my clients have ah, aha moments, you know, right, during yeah. our sessions. Yeah. Yeah, and realizations. And when they have those, that's where the understanding comes in and then and the, and the healing happens from that. So what about balance, Meryl? If we are already whole and when we come to that understanding that this is it, we are what we're looking for, basically, then how do we fit the idea of balance? My clients that I work with don't feel whole and complete already. So they're working on finding balance. It's funny, my whole life, I have used that word balance. Even in my early 20s, I've used that word and it's interesting that it led me to become a yoga teacher, which is about balance. Right. <laughs> you know, balancing in the poses and things like that, I mean. And then that led me to becoming a coach. And it's finding balance between managing your emotions and managing your stress is really what it ended up being for me, you know, in my own life. And now I'm helping people with that. It's really just being able to notice when you get triggered by something and being able to balance that out. So managing your stress. Which is very different from controlling, right? Trying to control emotions and act or be different than we are. Right. This is a challenge that I currently have, is being in the presence of some people that um, cause me to feel uncomfortable but I'm not really aware of that, where the discomfort is coming from. And then when I leave the presence, I have this strong headache. It's really bad. And I'm trying now to understand what is that's coming from, what's happening, what's the dynamics um, between me and these people. So do you want to make a comment on that? Sure. This just came up the other day in conversation with someone else. And it's the energy of the people that you're with. You're taking on their energy for some reason, or your intuition is telling you to not see these people and you went anyway. And then your, your body is telling you no. You can definitely create 
an energetic protective, you know, protective shield around your body before you have to go see, you know, if you have to go see these people, you can do it, you know, ahead of time to protect yourself so that you keep in your good energy, you don't let it leak out, right? And then their negative energy won't leak through this protective shield that you have. And then you can do cleansing routines afterwards using, you can smudge yourself with burning sage or Palo Santo and, you know, cleanse your energy afterwards so that you can rid yourself of of that. But, you know, there's definitely something in your intuition that is telling you, right? not be with those people. Yeah, and that's definitely the case. But I have no choice in that sense that they are family members. So right. yeah, so I have to be around them. And I want to be around them because it's, it's almost like that, um, uh, the idea we have that we're coming from a place of abundance, we want to give it to them some of these per se good energies or uh, higher vibrations. But then, yeah, it always backfires, always in this case. Yeah, they're not open to your energy, right? They're they're not open to the way that you are thinking. That's what it is. Yeah, it makes sense, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so I have been doing the work. Thank you for your advice. I have been doing the work of um, bathing in salt, Epsom salt, and, and doing sage after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's a little bit better. And I'm, I'm also seeing a um, energy healer to Great. learn how to do that, how to protect, create this imaginary um, shield of protection. See if I can do that. What an interesting experience, right, Mara, to be in a human body. (laughs) It's fun, actually. What do you think is the the purpose? Is there a purpose in being here? Have we chosen to be in a human body? Um, In the collective or me personally? Oh, it doesn't matter. However, you want to answer that question. I mean, I know for me, it's developing a relationship with myself and, and healing, healing my own limitations. I know that is absolutely what my soul's purpose is. And it's became my um, mission in life now, you know, and, and, and a business. How did you discover that? I was led to it. I absolutely was led to it. I had a small nail salon for 30 years. Before that, I worked in corporate and I had this passion from when I was a child to do nails. And that's what I was always doing in my pastime. Well, one of the things. And uh, I left corporate and went to do nails. Uh, A year later, opened up my own business, worked for myself for 28 years. I had chronic pain and stress from all of the sitting and all of the repetitive motions that led me to practicing yoga. And I was always into alternative health and holistic health and finding, you know, other um, options besides just popping a pill or after I became a yoga teacher, I really started to develop a relationship more with myself and learn how to take care of myself, really what I needed, not just work out in the gym, work, work, you know, lift heavy weights and work out crazy. And, you know, it was like really what I needed, real true self-care for me. And I started to cut down in the salon and then I did an advanced level yoga teacher training in 2017. And that was when I started to say, well, I know I'm going to close the salon probably within the next year. What am I going to do? I know, I knew I wasn't going to teach yoga full time. 
So I started to research energy medicine and mind-body medicine, and I started to take courses in all of that. And then I started teaching workshops on being enough, feeling enough. So they were, they were called I am enough workshops, which were yoga mixed with meditation and some different things, chanting. And that led me to becoming a certified EFT practitioner. And then I started doing workshops on that and I closed my salon. And, um, but I, when I was not listening to my intuition, (laughs) the universe would give me these incredible signs (laughs) nobody else wants because it was like I fell in the mall near me and and fell on my hands and my knee and my hands were already in so much pain from doing nails so and it's funny because I had just seen a hand specialist about two weeks before and then I fell on my hands and you know it's just so many signs like that to tell me to listen to my body, listen to my intuition and move forward. And even after I closed my salon, I brought about 15 or so clients to my home. And exactly a month later, I fell and broke my arm and I couldn't work. So it was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Yeah. Right. And every time I felt like, well, maybe I should get a part-time job or, you know, while I'm building this business or, you know, I would get a sign of, no, continue on. You're on the right path. Continue on. And, and here we are. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. And it, it just did years and years of self-development through all different channels. And actually finding a coach was the, the best part of the self-development I ever had. And I'm proud to be a part of that community. And I wonder why so many of us do that. Why do we fail to listen to our intuition? Do you have some ideas? There hasn't been self-trust developed in your body. That's really what it is. And the self-trust is what builds your confidence. But people don't realize those things. They, they know what their results are in their lives, right? They're not getting what they want out of their relationships or their business or they don't have the money they want they're not sure what the missing piece is, right? Yeah. I call them guides, really. I know we use yeah. the word cool, but they're guides. That's what it is. It, you help us to see ourselves clearly. That's really what it is. Yes, and I use that word a lot in my, in, in my copy, you know. You know, when we're young around, you know, from when we're born until about seven years old is really when we develop a relationship with our parents or whoever our caretakers are, when we feel really safe and supported with them at that age, we usually feel and have our own self-trust and really listen to our intuition and are easily guided. And we don't suffer from indecision and overthinking and, and things like that. But if you don't have that connection and safety and support, from when you're little at that age, then you grow up and you're kind of a little lost, emotionally lost, have a lot of limiting beliefs and things. And um, it's hard to believe in yourself. Yeah. And that was me. 
Yeah, that was me. <laughs> so, so I had to learn uh, to parent myself. Yeah. And and I did. Yeah. Um, okay. it, well, it's a lifelong journey, of course. I always will be doing that. But Do you see a destination when it comes to healing or being in that place of, I call it inner peace? Do you see it as a destination or you see as this is the on, ongoing journey for the rest of our lives? I think it will always be an ongoing journey, but there will be longer stretches of time of true freedom and inner peace, I feel, is what happens over time. Like there, years ago for me, maybe I had a moment here or there of inner peace. Yeah. Now I have days, maybe weeks of inner peace, right? Hmm. And hopefully as I get older, that will get, you know, longer and longer. Yeah, to become years even, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk to me about EFT. I have heard about it. So this is um, a healing modality, emotional freedom technique. How does it work, Meryl? So just like an acupuncturist would put needles in your 12 main Chinese energy meridian points, we are tapping on those points using our fingertips. And at the same time, we're saying psychological phrases that pertain to whatever our issue is. So, you know, I have my own niche with my business, but I've helped people with pain. They have fear of speaking. You know, they don't trust themselves, right? And we uncover where all this stems from through the tapping. Because sometimes people don't know. Yeah. They just yeah. know what their results are right. or what their behaviors are, but they don't understand why they have it or where it came from. So the tapping helps to clear your energy, It calms your energy. It calms your nervous system. They say that it can reduce cortisol, which is a negative hormone that we produce when we're in chronic negativity or chronic stress. And it can reduce it by 24% in a session. Wow. Which is amazing. Yeah. Doing that brings your energy system into homeostasis where natural healing happens, right? Homeostasis is like the natural place that we want our inner body to be, our energy to be, so that we can naturally heal ourselves. So when somebody comes to me with a challenge of a relationship problem, right? I helped someone heal their mother wound. I'm just bringing, bringing that up for example, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're having relationship issues with a significant other. It's interesting how in our sessions, we did a few sessions together through the tapping, it helps to bring people back because what I'm guiding people to do is to really keep staying focused on what their issue is. Because a lot of times when we're talking to a coach or a therapist, our mind is all over the place, right? All these things that are coming up about our issue and what EFT does. And when I guide people through it, it helps them to zero in a funnel, constantly zero in a funnel to what their issue is. And we can quickly get to the root of what that is. And then through the tapping, it dismantles the emotional attachment that you have to whatever the issue is. And then over time, it helps you to rewire your brain, which they say takes about eight weeks or more to rewire your brain. So if you have the same behavior of dating the same people or having the same issues in your relationships with people, Your brain is wired to send you down the same 
behavior patterns. And EFT can help you to create new neural pathways and start to create new behaviors. And you create healthier boundaries in your relationships or, right, you have new aha moments. (laughs) There's, right, we have new perspectives that come in and we can heal from things from our past that are keeping us hesitating and stuck feeling today. Is that the work you do with the EFT work, it's combined with the intuitive guidance and energy healing or are they different types of healing sessions? Uh, no, it's all combined together. It's just whatever my client needs, it's, I just use all of that together. And there is a new way of um, using EFT instead of the actual tapping. We use our own source and our own guide and intuitive abilities within. And I help people through that. And that is part of the energy healing that I do. It's called optimal EFT instead of just EFT. Right. Wow, that sounds really wonderful. I have had experience with lots of healing modalities, and I know how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. It surprised me that not everyone's doing it because <laughs> we all need it, for sure. I um, know. I get it done, too. Yeah, Thank it's you. amazing, amazing, amazing. I use the word amazing because it is amazing. It is. I do that uh, frequently here around my town, and it's uh, incredible. I want to talk to you for a moment about self-love because this is one of the let's say, one of the pieces that you work on uh, when working with others. And what is the, the measurement? How would you describe this great relationship with the self when we get there, when we are there, if there is a destination for that? <laughs> How would we know that we love ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a simple way is you really can look yourself in the eyes, in the mirror, even maybe naked, <laughs> And really say, I love you and mean it. Mm. That's just a simple exercise that I go through with some of my clients um, because there was a time when I couldn't do that, right? So it's being able to really understand. I know I've said that word a lot. Yeah, I love Uh, that word. (laughs) Understanding ourselves brings in acceptance. And when we can accept ourselves flaws, issues, challenges, all of the good parts, all of it, and really be authentic, showing the world all of those sides, that to me is self-love, right? It's respecting and honoring your needs, really listening to your intuition, having healthy boundaries. Yeah, they are all connected. That makes so much sense as a reference. And I know that when I was not really feeling my own self-love, I would be in judgment, negativity, comparing myself to others, and not really having an open heart. And I feel that now when I'm in self-love, I feel compassion towards others. I feel connected to others. I feel love to others. And there's just a, a kindness that I feel myself, that I, you know, know. When you feel it yourself, that's what other people feel, right, from you. Because, yeah, you're coming from a place of abundance. So that makes sense. We cannot give what we don't have. 
Yes. It sounds like a cliche, but it's, wow, that's profound wisdom, that <laughs> short phrase. Yeah, we cannot give what we don't have. And I guess that's what the healing work does. It, it kind of shows us what it's not missing, but what we are not really, why we are disconnected. What is disconnecting us from the whole, from life itself? Right. And that's part of the beauty of the EFT tapping that I do is it really helps to connect your mind and body together, like your thoughts and your emotions, your emotions and how it makes your body feel, right? right? How you feel in your body when you're happy, sad, not trusting yourself to trusting yourself and knowing how to navigate through life that using that, right? That mind body connection and EFT also helps to bring in acceptance forgiveness, and and all of it together, it's really a beautiful practice. That's interesting that you have also, uh, you practice yoga, and then yoga means union. That's exactly that. It goes back to that. Do you still include yoga practices into your healing modalities? I still teach yoga classes, but they're not usually included in my coaching sessions, although some of the philosophies are, and I do use a lot of meditation and like guided visualization in my practice. And I do use that in my yoga classes. So there's a little bit of, I don't know what the word is, overlay. Yeah. The philosophy for sure. Yeah. Union. Philosophy for sure. Yeah. Reconnecting. I love what you said. uh, The article you sent me says, we spend so much time investing and in getting to know others that we forget about ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, that's a bad habit of doing that, which I stopped a long time ago. <laughs> good. <laughs> good, yeah, right, right. Oh, good news. I have a question for you about this idea of getting to know yourself before you get to know others. How do we balance that when it comes to this innate desire to connect with others, to feel, let's say, accepted in part of a community as a family. How do you balance that? How do you suggest us to do it? So this is something that I dealt with in my own life where I was grasping for attention, an overgiver, people pleaser, and I wasn't happy with my results. And a coach pointed it out to me and I had to learn to create healthy boundaries with myself and remove myself from people that didn't respect me. That's really what it was is I didn't realize I wasn't respecting myself or didn't have my own boundaries set. And then when you, as one of my coaches says, up level, you tend to lose people around you, right? Sometimes people don't up level with you. And you need to say goodbye to those people, right? Or they will up-level with you and you can keep them. But what I did was I made it a point to surround myself with people that I admired, that I respected in business, friends, you know, social groups and things like that. So I was with like-minded people who understood me and were on my, I don't want to use the word level, but because I don't want to sound like I'm better than other people, right, right. Not what I mean, but yeah. 
I hope I'm answering your question. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, that's the work that once we begin to understand ourselves and and love, love, respecting and trusting in ourselves more, then it automatically happens. It seems like we are attracted to people who are doing the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with levels, yeah, being better or anything. It's just in a... It's almost like that law of attraction uh, that some people speak of. So we're almost at the end. And before I ask you my final questions, would you like to add anything or talk to me about the services you offer more specifically? Uh, you offer the three or six month programs, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. You also have the evergreen program. I love that word, evergreen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you also have the private Facebook group. So talk to me about them. Okay, my private Facebook group is called Empowering You to Shine. And in there, I offer free trainings, inspiration, and education about building self-trust, listening to your intuition, taking a stand for who you are and what you want in your love life, in your business, to help you to feel fulfilled and make more money. I have... As you said, a um, one-to-one -one coaching program, it's either three or six months um, that I work with people privately. I'm currently putting together a group program. I don't have any specific details to say yet, but it will be a group coaching program that I'm going to be coming out with. And then, yes, I have the Evergreen program. So I love meditation. And in my yoga classes and my meditation classes, I have been teaching a chakra series for the last six years. And people were asking me to, you know, how can I continue doing this? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I've thought about putting a program together. So I did. <laughs> so it's eight week self-study program. And because it's evergreen, it means that you can purchase it at any time, start any time, and you have it forever. So... Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mara, for putting the, your energy, being this space of helping yourself and others, being open to that. It's just a beautiful thing to me every time I, I talk to anybody, which I do every day about these things. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So I have the final questions. Would you like to add anything before I ask you the, uh, the final questions? No, I don't think so. So let me ask you two ending questions. Um, what is another word for healing? Freedom. Yes. And my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Let's see. We are always going to have challenges. Two other things. Drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because of those last words, for sure. <laughs> What do you know for sure? Yeah, that, I know yeah. that I don't know for sure. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But if you can see it in your mind, you can create it in reality. I know that. I know that leading your life with compassion and love is going to get you closer to what you want out of life. Yes. I agree. Uh, I, I can say yes forever to that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Mara, for uh, not just the healing work you do, but the authenticity. I love how authentic you are here and now, which this to me, this is what life is all about. The moment, each moment. So before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? 
So everything is under my name. My website is MerrillHayton.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, all under my name, Merrill Hayton. Wonderful. I'll have that on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Merrill Hayton and her work, please visit MerrillHayton.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.